Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousengine.org or contact us at info at lighthousengine.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Hallelujah. Joy, 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 joy overflowing this season. Glory to Jesus. Please, whatever it takes at this time, all around us, don't lose your joy. I said, don't lose your joy. I mean, something happened to me today. I mean, I was in my office and somebody just came in and he greeted me uh, in Yoruba, Ekuluwa. In other words, uh, we are managing. Something like that, it has to do with that. Everybody seems to be managing. And immediately, you know, the response should be, ah, uh, God will deliver us, God will save us. No, but I have a witness in my spirit. Correct him. Let him see that in the midst of this situation, there is hope, there is deliverance, there is victory, there is prosperity. So I have to correct the person. And, you know, I was just talking to the person, and the person just knelt down and said, Amen, Amen, Amen. So, be the one who distributes joy in this season. Be the one who gives hope to the hopeless in this season. Be the one who is an encourager to someone's heart in this season. He said, when men say there is casting down, the testimony on your own lips is that there is lifting up. I said there is a way out for us. God who makes a way in the wilderness has already made a way for you. There is acceleration for you. There is elevation for you. There is manifestation for you. In Jesus' precious name. You want to welcome people around you. Welcome them to beautiful exchange service tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Just welcome someone. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining in our beautiful exchange service. We're so glad that you can join us. Thank you. Thank you. We are just in a very uh, sensitive season uh, orchestrated by the Holy Ghost for us. Uh, so we are just joyful. Uh, we are walking through uh, a journey every day with Jesus, but this is like a journey that we specially desecrated in our community at this time. That's why we are joyful. Because we are hitting things. We are hitting the gushers. Amen. Don't worry. For being connected to us, the blessing is also yours in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Some weeks ago, we were looking at a very important topic. Um, the fact, I think it was even on the Valentine's Day that we started that series. Uh, the fact, and I think that message, I tied to it, that we are love-born. B-O-R-N. The nature that we have is the nature of God, which is the nature of love. It's very important. 
how did this law uh, manifested in and through our lives? We said that when we are born again, we are born of love. We are born of love. We are born of God because God is love. When we gave our heart to the Lord, we carry the nature of God, which is love. The Bible says, in him was life, and this life is the light of men. So, when we claim we love this God, we cannot afford, we can't even, it should not be, that's not our DNA. We cannot hate our fellow human beings. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Other translation translated it as, he has not existed before. So, what we have is the nature of God. And we further mention that when we have this nature, uh, how does it come? It's through the influence and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, God is love. So, at the new birth, we are born of God. And then we went on for that. That you see, love is the fruit, the evidence that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. Love is that evidence. And you know, because it's God residing in us, it's there potentially, but we have to put it to use. So it's like cultivating a fruit. Cultivating a fruit, it's a process of time, but we have to be intentional. So, love is the fruit of the recreated human spirit. And so, when we are born of God, our spirit is made alive in Christ Jesus, then we are born in love. And the evidence that God lives in us is this fruit. The Bible talks about it, highlighted it for us. In Galatians chapter 5, there are two sides to it. When we walk in the natural course of this world, there are things that we manifest. When the Holy Spirit actively lives in us and we allow him to do his work, there are things we also manifest. We radiate love. We radiate joy. We radiate peace. We radiate long-suffering. We can endure through situation. We are kind. We radiate God's goodness. We eradicate God's faithfulness, it's God's gentleness, God's self-control. And wherever those things, those nine fruits are actively involved in the life of a person, the Bible says there is no law. You can't hate anyone who is full of love, who is full of joy, who is full of peace, who is patient, who is kind. You can't bring a charge against such a person. So we, through that challenge to ourselves, that we need to start walking in love. Jesus said, a new law he has given. In the whole Testament, we made a comparison. It's the law of um, what people regard in the natural world today, the law of karma. You reap instantly judgment of whatever you have done. But you see, in this place, is the law of love. In the New Testament, is the law of love that guides the believer. So love is our commandment. That's the only commandment of the love family of God. Since love is the law of the family of God, it simply suggests that one step out of love is a step into sin. 
It's a step into shortcomings. It's a step to manifest the flesh. So, we also said that we are known by love. The evidence that God lives on the inside of us is when we manifest this nature. We are known by love. We are not known by miracles. We are not even known by signs and wonder. We are not known by speaking in tongues. We are known by love. And you know what Jesus said from John 13, 34 and 35? He says, by this shall all men, he said in 34, he said, let me give you a new command. Love one another in the same way I loved you. You love one another. When we do, verse 35 says, this is the evidence. This is how everyone will recognize that we are his disciples. When they see the love that we have for each other. I think that's where we ended uh, that Wednesday service. Last week, Wednesday, we were, we were practicalizing that experience. You, you know that when people are in unity, when we are in worship, we are radiating the love of God. And that takes me to the first thing I want to mention tonight, that we need to consistently guard the love atmosphere. Offenses will come. People, we will hear what? Just like I told you, I had that word today, and instead of agreeing and aligning myself with that thought, which is like a mindset at the moment, there is a mindset of inadequacies, there is a mindset of, um, of lack, there is a mindset of God not sufficient, there is a God mindset that if we go at this space, we will soon all die. I have to make a shift. I have to gather that atmosphere. I said, no, you are not like that. Your business will prosper. So I have to change. The, I didn't intend to pray, but I just have to change. I switch on the inside, and then I help the person to see the new narrative. I said, in this present time, you will get job like you have never gotten in your life before. And he had to just say, amen, amen. And I said, see, as, and I encourage his heart. I said, when you hear it, so this time, God did love atmosphere. Jesus says something. If you can help me find it, he said, please take heed how you hear. At this time, you must take heed how you hear. You must not uh, give in too much to analysis. Analysis on the social media, it can lead to paralysis. And what happened is that when you listen to those analysis so much that is void of the spirit, it keys your initiative. You can't see possibility out of things. So we need to guard this love atmosphere. You can't afford to get into offense with people. Look at 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, and then we read verse 12. It said, Beloved, let us love one another. It's not just talking about love among the brethren, fine. But in every atmosphere that we find ourselves, let us radiate love. He said, for love is of God. And everyone who is born of God and knows God. Verse 8. He says, he who does not love does not know God. It's a very simple, straightforward English. How do you know that someone loves God by loving people. 
How do you know that the nature of God resides in us by the fruit that we manifest? So at this time, it's a very simple thing. He who does not love does not know God. Why? The entirety, what defines God is that nature and is the nature of love. Can I have an amen tonight? So guard the atmosphere. There is too much hatred in our world. There is too much pulling down other people in our world. There is too much injustice in our world. But you see, as you walk through life, please leave my mic. You are adjusting and readjusting. Just leave it the way it is. Once you get it right, get it right. You are adjusting it and it's affecting me. I'm sorry. See, he who does not love does not know God. For God is love. So there are many things that are happening. And people are just looking for that one person who will speak a word of hope. A word of restoration. A word that helps their heart to see possibilities in the midst of the challenges. Can I have an amen? I mean, I started this on Sunday. Japan, all these, our G7 countries, in quotes, in the natural, they have declared recession. And I said something, it's not because... The, there is actual recession, but because they've looked that their own resources within the confine of their own citizens, they can't afford to take extra weight on themselves. So they make that public declaration. So what will happen is that they begin to control, control their border, control their resources, so that force it can meet the needs of their own people. But you know that that's not the kingdom. The kingdom says, give, and it shall be given to you. Press down, shaking together, it says, amen. So when we provide opportunity for other people, opportunity will not cease from us. That's the kingdom mindset. When there is the recession, the natural mindset is that people begin to conserve. But the Bible is talking about the kingdom mindset in Proverbs 11. It says, the world of the generous will grow larger and larger. He said there is one eh, that, that, that scatters and yet increase. There is another that withhold more than it's necessary and it tends to poverty. One of the things that this season we do in our lives is that we must understand how God operates in his love. And you must understand generosity. Please, if there is any study you can do, do a study on God's nature. His nature of love. And if you do that study, you will find in it generosity. God is a generous God. And you know how generous God can be? It causes his hair, I mean, his rain to fall on both just and the unjust. It gives oxygen to all. Because oxygen means life to human beings. So God is generous. Apart from the gift of his son, he's generous. God doesn't even say, oh, my farm, that is a believer's farm, that's where rain should fall in the whole community. Because God knows if that happens, people will suffer from hunger. So God is generous. He doesn't conserve the way people in the natural conserve resources. Can I have an amen tonight? So that's a nature. There is one that scatters, yet increases. There is another that withhold more than is necessary, 
yet it tends to poverty. So everything you have at this time, I'm not just talking about money now. You know that your knowledge, that you can just help somebody through in business, sharing knowledge, sharing opportunity, can be the next breakthrough for their life. Teaching other people the things that you know can help them find their, their, their security or their, 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 how do I put this word? Somebody finding their feet in life by just sharing information with them. By just sharing information with them. I, I, I remember the testimony that happened to one of us. The fact that he saw something. He saw something like, like these things that people do. You know, you can come across information online. And when, by the time you look at that information, um, you need to apply for something. It doesn't profit you. Maybe you, you are not even qualified. But it did not stop there. He gave that opportunity out to someone who is qualified. Did you get my, my, my drift tonight? So it, it's like I'm not qualified for something, but I know that this thing can benefit somebody else. And I know that this thing is not like an imp- information that is open to the public. And, I, I, and he, he had, that person had an impression in his heart to share this information with another person. And of course, that became uh, the, the joker that this other person needs. Two of them are believers, but he could easily have closed up that chapter and he's not ready because that information did not benefit him directly. So he's not ready to share it with any other person. No. Sometimes it's information sharing. Sometimes it's knowledge sharing. Sometimes it's opportunity sharing. Sometimes it is just being the lead that will help somebody to get through into their next phase or their space that they need to occupy. And I have an amen tonight. So, back to what I was saying, let's get that atmosphere. You know, the Bible is so clear in Psalm 22. It said, God, I think verse 3, it said, God is holy and he inhabits the praises of his people. So, please, don't keep an atmosphere of whining. Don't keep an atmosphere of complaining. Don't keep an atmosphere of offense. Don't keep an atmosphere of bitterness. You know, the Bible says it, and it's so clear. If I regard iniquity in my heart, Psalm 66, verse 18, it said, the Lord will not hear me. So, I need to keep my heart. If I want answers to my prayer, I need to keep my heart free. In 1 Peter chapter 3, uh, 1 Peter 3, 7, it says that my prayers may not be hindered. It also talks about my attitude towards other people. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise the Lord. So keep the atmosphere. You know the pressure out there? You know what he has done? People are becoming mean. So keep your own atmosphere of love. You are not the one who is responsible for probably other people's misfortune or where they find themselves. But you have control over your own emotion. Praise God. Don't be dragged into other people's problems. Don't. I mean, you say good morning to somebody, somebody responds to you and starts fighting you. Don't respond to that. You are not the cause of whatever emotion, not problem that they do have. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. So, keep the love atmosphere. 1 John 4, verse 12. Let's see what it says. 1 John 4, verse 12. 
We've read 7 and 8, that love is the nature of God. And if we claim that we love God, we must love people. And we say no one has seen God at any time. What that simply suggests to me is that if I'm talking about God, since I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, many people should look at me and see God, isn't it? If you're looking for the address of God, you don't have to look up. Just look around you. I have his nature. I have his love. So I am God's address. Ephesians says we are God's habitation through his spirit. So these are things that at this time, please, you are, don't look for one extra revelation uh, that you want God to appear to you, you want angels to appear to you. Just walk in the simplicity of the gospel. Please do. Just walk in the simplicity of the gospel. I believe in my heart that when I keep stops in my heart, I cannot see solution through problem. The Bible talks about it somewhere. It says, whoever hates his brother is walking in darkness. In other words, if I hate someone, creativity is far away from me. Innovation is far away from me. Solution is far away from me. So my heart must be positioned in such that space that I guard diligently the atmosphere of God's love around my life. Can I have an amen? Ayo, you are a fool. It's an opinion. It is an opinion. And people have the right to their opinion. When I begin to respond, then it means I am demonstrating my foolishness. Do you understand me, brother, sister? Christianity is cut out. I mean, there is a kingdom. It's the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light. There is also another kingdom, the kingdom of the devil, the kingdom of darkness. In the kingdom of darkness is dog hit dog. In the kingdom of love is we help one another to grow. We, want, we help one another to grow into the image of Christ. That's the perfection. It's an ongoing work. So somebody telling me that I am a fool, I am a gorilla, I don't look like one. So, but when I respond, it simply means that maybe I'm thinking that I'm a gorilla. Opinions are cheap, but convictions are rare. So, I need to be convinced. And I am convinced by what God says I am. I don't need other people's affirmation. I don't need your lie to know that I am important to God. Can I have an amen tonight? These are things that are putting pressure on people. Right now, people are so concerned of what other people think about them. Keep the atmosphere. You are who God says you are. You are perfected in his love. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. All things are working together for your good because you love God and because you are called according to, to his purpose. He said, if God will not spare his son but give him up for us all, how much shall he not through him freely, freely give us all things? So keep that love atmosphere if you are Leading a family, keep that atmosphere in your home. Be crying, fighting, offensive. It will not keep, keep, um, 
you to have that free access to God. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. I mean, one of our patriarchs of faith, when I say one of our patriarchs of faith, usually I'm talking about uh, Papa Egan. He said that there was one time um, the Lord Jesus appeared to him and he was teaching him about believer's authority. And he said, it, it was like, he was talking, Jesus was talking, just like I'm looking at you. All of a sudden, it was as if a glass, which was in between them initially, you know, you know that you are, seeing some, you are seeing an image, and then like frost, I hope you understand what I'm saying. So it's covering, and then you are not hearing the other person talking very well. And he said in his mind, in his consciousness mind, he was expecting Jesus to do something. And Jesus just kept on talking. He said when he realized that Jesus wasn't, and he was, I mean, I'm talking to Pastor Akin, and all of a sudden something is just by this side, and he's doing chaka, 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 whatever thing that he's doing. And my focus shifted on that thing, on Jesus, to that thing. And he said Jesus just I mean, he just continued his talking. So in our sports, he said, ah, Lord Jesus, don't you see what is coming in between us? And the Lord Jesus just gave him a very simple answer. If you don't do anything about it, hi, the Lord Jesus, I will not do anything. He said, because I have given you all power to be able to deal with it. And he said, because that lesson was so clear. The truth is that as long as we don't keep our eyes on the master and focus on, our, on the distractions, we will not get the best out of our relationship with God. Can I have an amen? amen. So he taught him believers' authority that demons, spirit, Satan, and said, if you don't do anything about it, by using your authority, he said, everything I need to do, I have done. He said, I am now seated. I'm seated. I'm seated. There is no need. When you are sitting, is a place of rest. And I have an amen. And the Bible talks about you and I. It said we are seated with him in heavenly places, far above principalities and power, the power and the dominion of the world to come. Can I have an amen? amen? So if you don't do anything about this atmosphere of keeping it, an atmosphere of love around your life, there is nothing God will do about it. God doesn't hate people. You are the one who is hating on people. Can I have an amen? God doesn't hold bitterness against people. We are the one who is holding bitterness. He said, that's why he said, come boldly. Come boldly. That's why Jesus thought, even if you feel somebody has offended you, go and resolve with that person before you come and open your mouth in the place of prayer. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? So, keeping this love atmosphere guarantees unhindered access, unhindered access, unhindered access, unhindered access. I mean, the same Petrarch of faith, Papa again, he says that sometimes if he's praying over a matter consistently, you know, it happened with us, we pray over a matter consistently over and over again. In fact, in some places, every, each time they say anyone who has a prayer point is that same prayer point that some of us we raised. He said that anytime he pray over anything more than two times, he said one of the things that he, he does or he will do is to check his love life. It's to check. Is there anything? Have I done anything? Have I said something out of place? 
ah, am, I, am I holding someone? And he said, usually, as little as talking about other people can be an hindrance. He said he, he had a headache one day because he said he didn't even talk about that person, but he was sitting where they were tearing somebody down. So it's a simple, I mean, Christianity is plain. It's not a cult. It's life. It's as simple as when you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of this land. It's a kingdom. And what we radiate is this, that culture of that kingdom. And we say that culture is love, 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 love. Please understand, believers have advantage over other people, especially the natural people. We have the advantage. A natural man cannot love the way God expects us to love. It has to be someone who has received his nature. That's the truth. Moralists can't love. In the, in the times that I'm talking about, that's self-righteousness. The Bible says it's like a filthy rag before God. Before God. Before God. Someone, this same Papa, Papa again, Someone visited their house once, and he said, I love coming to your house. He said, why? Because your house, he said, when I visit your home, it is like heaven. I'm not sure they have done something extraordinary, you know, in that home. But the way they lived, the way they conducted themselves within their space, anyone who comes experiences it. And I remember somebody once told us, he slept in our house. I mean, he told me, he said, I slept deeply. I said, there's just a sense of peace. I said, alone, the prince of peace is abiding in our home. You see, what I've just said, if we can take it to our business space, you don't curse. Because, you see, words are seeds. Words are seeds. The same Papa Higgins told an instance. He said there was two of his church, their church members who were, they didn't see for a long time, and they decided to visit. He said they didn't even know that they were home. They knocked on the door. Nobody responded to them, but they insisted. I mean, the man insisted that people are in this home. And he said as soon as their husband opened the door and they sat down, he said they felt heaviness. And he said, you told his wife, good words have not been spoken in this house. Because words linger. If create an atmosphere. I mean, one of us here, years ago, he doesn't do it anymore. He said he used to le uh, listen to one of these artists, rap artists. He curses with his song. He said, but what he realized was that each time he listened to it, he always fight on Lagos roads. Because they are street songs. I don't want to call the name of the person. If I call the name of the artist, you will know. If you know about rap very well, he doesn't sing straight rap. Every, he sings about violence, how they have to bring out a gun, how they have to shoot them out, how do I have to. So, so he finds himself that each time he's listening to 
that guy in his car, he will always fight on Lagos Road because words are used. It's an atmosphere. Can I have an amen? amen. So I, I said to people, like I said, I've said it over and over again so that you know the reason why I'm saying it. If I'm not a preacher, I will be a DJ. So I know a little bit more about music. So it's more than musical. I hope you know that. It's more than music. And if you are not sure, the ones that you think you are enjoying at the moment, can you take time to listen to the lyrics and make a judgment out of that? Music is message. And it can, it can control you, spirit, soul, and body. It can motivate you to do things. I, I, listen, I, I saw something one day on a tube. You know these evening standards and all that. So I read there was a particular artist. Of course, she later committed suicide in the UK. So there was a song. So they wrote the song how? And she was, she was actually singing about suicide. In that his song. Because that song topped the British uh, chart for that consistent, uh, consistently for about six weeks. So they, they were like pulling that song and the lyrics out. But she was actually singing about suicide. And she, then she later, because at a tender age of uh, 20, what now? They found her dead. So it's more than the music. It's more than just songs. It's more than just beats. So back to our message. Love is the nature of God. And so... You have to keep the atmosphere. Guard this atmosphere. And one of the ways that we can guard the atmosphere of God's love in our life is by words. Creating that atmosphere deliberately. You know, I asked you to do a very simple exercise last week. Maybe actually uh, two weeks ago. Maybe you should look, do the same exercise now. Can you turn to your neighbor? You have a neighbor tonight. Turn to your neighbor. Look straight into their eyes. I want to be sure. Look straight into their eyes. Look straight. Look straight. Look straight. Can you say to them, hmm? I hate you? Hey, hey. Can you see? You can't even say it. Because this person has already smiled at you by just looking straight into their eyes. So even if you have anything in your you can't say that. Praise God. So it means the nature, eh, the fruit of God in us, which is the nature of love. There is what is called what? Self-control is part of those fruits. So there is a restraint. Even if you say it to your neighbor tonight, I would have asked you to say it seven times. And you know, because where we are seated, because it's a service, the atmosphere is not an atmosphere of hatred. Can I have an amen? amen. So that's why he said, when we gather, someone has a song, someone has a psalm, someone has a word, someone has a prophecy, because it's an atmosphere. It's an atmosphere. It's an atmosphere. We need to be sensitive to these things. Our homes, our workspace should be like a space, should be like an heaven on heart experience. Can I have an amen? amen. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, 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 I have some of my friends 
I, I used to have them, I mean, in, in those days, that I would sleep in their house. There are some households that when they went to wake you up in the morning, it's curses. They have those words. And you know, they just go on like that. And some of those people, I'm, I'm sorry for those who can't speak Yoruba, there are some households that when they want to wake people up in the morning, it's a very simple thing. Hey, Akin, are you not awake? How are you today? That's, that's words, Abi. But instead of using such words, they use curses. They curse. And that's, this is how you will turn out. Ah, I've been telling you, and you will turn out like this. And more usually for most of those people, they turn out that way. Because every one of us will live to the, to the reality of those words which are spoken over our lives. It's just like names. The most singular words, all of us in this room, you've heard most today is your name. So each day we are living to the fullness of that name. And we are living our lives as believers, we are living to the fullness of the name of Jesus. That's why we can experience victory. That's why we can experience favor. That's why we can experience a renewal. We're living to that name. That's our name. It's a name that is above every other name. At the mention of that name, every knee bows. That's why when I first challenge Jesus, the name of Jesus, I love the song. He said we are singing the name of Jesus over our family. We sing the name of Jesus because that's our sheet. That's our buckler. Amen? So please, let's keep that atmosphere. Let's keep that atmosphere. Let me wrap up this way. I will continue in... Um, in, in I, I won't take the scripture, but let's do an expose on love, on God's kind of love. Let's do an expose on it. I mean, you, you've had it a long time. And love, 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 love. And sometimes we just miss, we, we have abused that word. So when people say, I love you, some people can be speaking from the depths of just sensual love. Something that is temporary, something that is flimsy. So let's do something that I call an expose on love. In 1 Corinthians 13, that's what we use as our textbook. Um, so, let, let, let me see. Let's use the amplified uh, translation. So, and I think, amplified, I think every one of us believers should read this amplified translation of 1 Corinthians 13 every day. Every day. If not every day, every minute. And then, Seek to practice it. Ask the Holy Spirit to empower you. So, that's why I said our lives as Christians, earlier on I said it, is not on miracles. It's not on even tongues. It's not on how much uh, we can do miracles, we can move mountains. It's in the very simple words of Jesus from John 13, 35. He said, when we love this is how men we know that we are followers of Jesus. So, Paul was writing this to the Corinthians believer. Let me also give us um, an insight into 
the Corinthians church. The Corinthians church is a cosmopolitan church. So it's like a church in a modern-day city like Lagos or like New York or like any of these major cosmopolitan cities. That's how they... So you have people from all walks of life. It's a highly mobile church. I mean, full of professional... They, they, they have things. People travel. It's just like, what's the best place to use? So I use Lagos. I use New York. It's rowdy, it's, but still people like to stay there because that's where it's happening. That's the center of commerce. But this Corinthians church, as is cosmopolitan, they are also very spiritual people. They are very spiritual people, but also they have their challenges. They have their challenges. Their challenges, some people, uh, they sleep with their father's wife. Some, I mean, they prophesy, but they do that. Some people will come and get drunk while taking the Holy Communion. Some people will go with the bad guys. So Paul had to write addressing all these issues. Some people will wake up from their boyfriend's house or guest friend's house and come to church. So Paul had to, if you, I mean, I've just given you an expose of 1 Corinthians. You can read it. You see all these things there. He had to remind them. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? He had to remind them. He said, I mean, unbelievers, there is called darkness, while the believer is called light. He has to remind them. Eat at home first when you come. So that some people will rush communion service day. They rush to church ahead and consume it. And those who come, they, they, they just share the grace and there is nothing for them to do. So that same church, he had to write them. So they are also, they prophesy. They, they have the gift of the spirit operational in the church. So he had to write them. Say, see, we know that you guys are charismatic. Like you have the modern day Pentirascas. We know that you are good. But hey, let's put a balance to these things. So Paul had to write them. So in 1 Corinthians 13, he said, If I speak with the tongues of men and then of angels. So you probably hear some tongue in that church. Landa basica. No, no. The kid that had the kid. He said, But I have no love. Eh? For others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only. Uh, where, where is the deeper? So he can, he can help us touch that Simba. He said, I'm like clanging Simba. Just annoying distractions. I think I'm going to, no, 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 don't worry. <laughs> I'm just going to stop on that tonight. And then I can continue. You know, there are some annoying Simbas in our neighborhood. We have them, we have Christians who are nuisance in their neighborhood. They're just nuisance. They're just nuisance. They're just nuisance. You can't ask them to not to park in a place, they park there. If you have them in the same apartment building, they can give you problems. And then when they are going, they are singing. We give glory to the Lord, he reigns. Simple thing. Contribute to landlord association as an anathema. They are worldly things. That's the way they say it. Uh, contribute to the welfare, the well-being of the thing. Say no. God is my protector. I don't have any need to. 
said they are just annoying distractions. 4.30 a.m., their stereo is high. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I know you come from heaven above. People are sleeping. Man, people are sleeping. People are sleeping. They say, oh, we are taking authority over the principalities and power. We need to take authority over you first. Annoying distraction. I've had believers tell me, say, no, 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 no. Pastor, it's your own that you talk. Oh. This is me. And as I did like this, that's how it will be. Ah, no. Even the Baba's chair, they move it around. It's stationary, but they still move it around. Believers have to be flexible. We can't cause. I, 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 I know in situations where people go for programs. And right in the car park, they've just finished an anointed program that miracle signs happen just to give the right of wave to people at the car park. No. So, you see, we need to do this expose. That's our life. Oh. That's why we need to talk about it. It's our life. The only evidence that me, me and you are believers is when people can see this fruit. It's not in our stickers, not in our lapel, not in everything that we do on the outward. If, and the only way is that we need to cooperate with the nature of God. It's there. It has to be inside out. It's not what's outside him. It's inside out. When it's inside out, it affects it affects our intelligence. It affects our perspective. It affects our, our relational ability. So it first affects us. Intra-relationship. Peace with God. Then it affects our eh? intra and inter. Praise God. Let me just stop there tonight. Let me stop there. See, we, we look at that first Corinthians starting in days and weeks to come together. Uh, I, I, I feel like if that is the only message, eh, we are preaching eh, from pulpits in our churches, this nation will be better. This nation will be better. This nation will, will, be, will, will be a nation to be heavy. Like I said, I've, I've seen it happen. Somebody will just drive this day, the pressure is more. Somebody will be driving before behind you, start to hoot. There is traffic light in front of you showing red, it starts to hoot. Or it's about to show red on handbag. You decide to stop. And the person is saying, Casino. No, life is not difficult. See, we need to help people manage. Somebody in that comes to the office and is relating to other people, and it's just hostile, volatile, like a volcano, highly volatile, highly. Uh, they just said something at the team, mini, uh, mini, uh, team meeting, and they just take it to the other way. No. Please. Let's help people at this time. That's what I need to say. What does the Bible say? The Bible says something. That rat does not walk. The righteousness of God. The wrath of man doesn't work. Doesn't work. We can't make enemies of people. We need to show that.
that this Holy Spirit, God lives on the inside of us. And will he make you like a mumu in the natural placement or gauges? And people will say, oh, you, are, you don't know what you are doing. But you know what you are doing because the peace of the Lord that passes all understanding is what is keeping your own heart and mind together in Jesus. I've seen it happen live before where two people are exchanging words. One has high blood pressure. The other one is just a, So the one who has high blood pressure just lifts up his hand, about to slap this other hand, and just fell and passed that way. Because whatever it is, the argument has generated a whole lot tension. Uh, we will have people in our own generation. That's why we are here. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. May the Lord bless and continually keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, give you peace in all your ways. Where words have been spoken to you in the time past that has formed a bit of offense or hurt in your heart, receive healing. Receive wholeness in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. This message is brought to you by the Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more.